Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish. Got Katie Heindel coming up in just a minute or two. We talk a lot about the NBA All-Star starters that were announced, specifically the release of the player vote. We've tried to figure out which players maybe were more popular and unpopular than we thought among NBA players, uh, drawing the conclusion from the player voting results. Last night, Thursday night in the NBA, uh, the Knicks got a huge win over the Celtics. The Pistons whipped up on the Brooklyn Nets, who were playing a second night of a back-to-back. The Bulls lost a rough one to the Hornets. The Hornets had Gordon Hayward. They're a little bit different when Gordon Hayward plays. The Cavaliers beat the Rockets. And then the Mavericks lost Luka Doncic early in the game. Um, and that might have an effect on the All-Star game if it's a serious ankle injury and he misses a significant amount of time. But Luka left the game. Despite that, the Mavericks defeated the Phoenix Suns. So the Mavericks move two games over 500. The Suns fall back to 25 and 25. And then finally, the Clippers win by a lot. They blow out the Spurs. And the Clippers now looking pretty solid recently. They have the longest win streak in the Western Conference at four. They have tied themselves in the standings with the Pelicans. The Pelicans continue to struggle badly, um, although they recently got Brandon Ingram back, and maybe they will uh, get healthy sometime in the near future. A bit of business before we get to Katie. If you don't know, Fast Break Breakfast is available on YouTube, so please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's a video podcast as well. Also, Grits and Grinds, my Grizzlies podcast, is available on YouTube. Do me the favor of subscribing to both of those channels, the Fast Break Breakfast YouTube channel and the Grits and Grinds YouTube channel. 
Also on social media, stay connected by following me at Fast Break Break and stay connected with the Grizzlies by following them at MemGrizz and at Grind City Media. Do that across all social channels, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That way you will be first to see breaking news. Also, there's one-of-a-kind content and all the perspectives you won't find anywhere else. All right, now let's talk with Katie Heindel. I'm joined right now by Katie Heindel. Katie, good morning. How's it going? Good morning, Keith. It's going well. Got That's my good. coffee. Yeah, Looking what kind of coffee to to you. Um, is your jam? Oh, like how do I make it? I don't know. A brand? Summer, how do you make it? It's like a French this, press? Just a, it's a, a French press, yeah. I did a, okay. All right. did fancy, a French press. Fancy, grind yeah. my own beans, though. Amazing. Um, in the summer, I'm doing iced. Oh, I'll put yeah. a I'll put a batch together. I'll make a French that. press and then yeah, yeah, refrigerate it. But uh I'll begrudgingly go hot in the wintertime. Are you supposed to are coffee snobs, I'm not saying you're a coffee snob, but do coffee snobs have very strong opinions about how you grind your beans? Are you supposed to like hand grind them? Or are you allowed Imagine. to use <laughs> like an electrical <laughs> plug-in grinder? I hope I am. I've got this like really um janky electrical grinder where the, the tab like snapped off and you have to like fit it in every time and press it oh, down because yeah. without the tab you can't press the grinder. So oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But I like I, that. I really like it. So I don't I don't want a new one. I had a Plymouth Neon, which is a car, where mm-hmm. the tab broke off, which I'm calling the tab the key. The key broke off in the ignition. <laughs> and I had to start, I usually started with a spoon because anything would turn it because the Jesus. key was in there. It just needed a little something that would fit in the key, the, the, the remaining opening to just turn uh, to turn the, the ignition, the crank in it. Yeah. So I, I had a spoon that I left in a cup holder and that's how I started my car. How'd you lock the door? Um, here's the thing. I never locked my door and I prayed mm. someone would steal the car. That was. You should have <laughs> let Ward get around. Like you can start this car with a spoon. Yeah. This car doesn't <laughs> need easy. a key. The key is stuck <laughs> in there. Anything will start it. This car had a hole in the roof. And, when it, and when it rained, um, the poured. floorboards would fill up with water. I lived like a king in my 20s like a, and I regret like nothing. Ship. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is it? I think ships have places where the water can get out. But I did have to bail it like a rowboat, mm. like a cartoon rowboat. Yeah. I, I I would get like a big, you know, like Route 44 cup and then and scoop out the water from the floorboard uh, before driving it. I was a catch. Jeez. Let me tell you. <laughs> People are like, what's that guy got going on? I want to I want to be with him. Um, driving, starting your car with your spoon, driving it down the street, bailing it out out the window. It smelled terribly, Katie. Yeah, it, I bet. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I eventually donated it to NPR hmm. for uh, like a $250 tax write-off or something. That's um, nice of you. It's generous. Was it? I don't yeah. Maybe someone would have given me more money. I was like, maybe this will save me money. And they were like, $250 in your tax write-offs. And I'm like, I don't think I make enough for that to matter. <laughs> I don't think my income <laughs> is high enough where I receive any benefit. Oh, U.S. tax laws. Katie, um, did you have any more breakfast besides your coffee before we get into some maybe basketball talk, yeah, maybe some NBA player popularity talk. Yeah. What's waiting your breakfast? For you to ask the question, Keith. Um, I'll give you two, three guesses of the first two don't count because I feel like I always eat the same thing when I'm coming oh, on the you show. Do? Seems oh, like. this is, this is embarrassing of me. Now I've, I've forgotten. I can't keep my guests separate. Are you like that's a okay. steel cut oats or something weird? No, parfait? No. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, what? Yogurt, oh, it is yogurt and fruit. 
granola. I feel good. You, go. <laughs> you should. I was panicked. I had no idea what your breakfast was, but I guess steel, by, I'm, by guessing it. I feel kind of flattered that you thought like steel cut oats. I think that's start. Kelly Dwyer. I think that's Kelly yeah, Dwyer. That seems own, like, you know, uh, we're all in cutting his climbs, own. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what you have. Um, but I, because I knew I was coming on the show, I want to switch yeah. it up a little bit. Oh, so good. I also had some, uh, some fresh fruit. I had some pineapple, some watermelon chunks, a little bit of honeydew. Not very wow. good this time of year. That's a, that's a fancy breakfast though. Just trying to get my nutrients in. And I had my vitamin D drop supplements. What is going on your eyes? No, on, you have to drop. They look insane when you take them because yeah. the dropper specifies one drop. Is yeah. the adult dose. Yeah. So you have your head thrown back doing the drop, panicking in case two two drops come Yeah, out. what happens if two go? You're, I don't you know. I purge? guess you're, you yeah, to- <laughs> you, you, you have to put yourself in a dark room. You can't get any is sunlight there, there's that There's a phone number to call? Mm-hmm. You should call the phone. You should be like, hey, I, I, took, I took I two took drops. Two. <laughs> I, I took two. What's going to happen to What's going to happen? My heart's racing. <laughs> No one needs this much vitamin I D. I feel too good in the That's winter right. time. Um, the NBA All-Star ballots, mm-hmm. or the starters were named. I mean, I actually, so I wanted to talk to you about the Raptors and like their weird tailspin and maybe they're going to trade stuff. But I feel like since these, we finally got the NBA starters released and we had the the, the balloting, the voting, mm-hmm. the results of how the players and media voted. And it's very interesting. And I feel like you have a good pulse and this is probably not accurate or based on anything true. Maybe it's based on just your, your right, your basketball feelings, your, your summer vacation watch, all these things. I feel like you have a pulse on um, maybe at least better than I do on how players feel about each other. So I want to look at the player voting for mm-hmm. these all-star spots and I want to draw some conclusions about okay. which players are liked and disliked. And I think I've already drawn some, but so maybe I, I just want a little backup from you. Um, before we start, are there any that, that jumped out to you? Did you see any of the results that you were like, oh, that's 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 kind of interesting? I would have thought- I have to make like a dumb admission. Yeah. I was like a bit angry for five seconds because I yeah. was like, I thought they were doing this all live, but oh. obviously they're not picking the whole team. Oh, I guess, Live. yeah, they're doing... The... I was like Shaq. Did you see Shaq? Uh, no, I didn't. When they, they like announced that and Shaq was like, how are they going to fly to Salt Lake City if they... <laughs> like, how fast can they get there? Because <laughs> he thought they'd get picked and then they'd have to go to Utah. Yeah, he did, the, you don't... The game's right now. And they were like, Shaq, they'll, they'll all be there already. That's <laughs> amazing. Was like, oh, so I felt a bit like Shaq. Um, but I mean... Are Did they, are they, are they, but are they, when are they, are they doing the, this, the, again, this is my ignorance. Probably everyone listening knows this. They are <laughs> doing the all-star, the draft for the two teams. They're doing that in Salt Lake city. Like they're waiting until pretty late. They're, or are they gonna, doing it virtually. No, they're not doing it virtually this year. They're going to do it before the game. Oh, so the captains awesome. will pick. How are we supposed to bet on the game though, Katie? What about the, the league's gambling partners? I, that's actually an interesting question. I wonder how they incentivize them. Can you do a bet later? Or maybe that's why they were. Well, you can. They the got to give us at least like two hours for the, for people to get their wagers in. But maybe that's why they released the starters. Maybe they were going to do it all my way, the chaotic way, pick everybody in person at the yeah. event. But maybe the bet, the big betting was like, you got to give us big, the starters big at bet. least. <laughs> yeah. So the, the captains are Giannis and LeBron again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're the top vote getters, 
this is a thing I've gotten real obsessed about, and I might be thinking about this incorrectly. I might have I might be incorrect in my logic here, but it doesn't make sense to me that you just take the raw total vote getter mm-hmm. because there are more votes cast for the front court because there's three front court spots. There's only two back court spots. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Steph Curry, he received, this is my math, he received 2.9 million votes per available slot. Jeez. LeBron only received under 2.5 million votes per available slot. It seems like Steph Curry should be a captain because there's fewer votes available. It's not an even playing field. Mm-hmm. You're saying mm-hmm, a lot. And that's on, washed. I'm <laughs> honestly, it, 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 the way you're doing <laughs> it, it's, it feels voting. like you're just trying to placate me. Like this is a no, stupid Keith, thing that you're saying. And I wish I, you know what on. I was thinking of though. I was like, it's going to be sad. And I was wondering, is this going to happen at some point in his career? Like what will be the first things to leave LeBron? And I was wondering if one of the first things will be him not being a captain yeah. in the all-star game anymore. And when that first happens, it's going to feel a bit weird. And kind of sad. So I mean, I'm sure I like, he'll be gracious. About I like it, LeBron but. being a captain because he's mm-hmm. obviously top two player of all time, and he's the best player that I've seen the most of in my entire life. And he's a superstar. And it seems right that if the NBA is like, "Hey, best players pick teams. Who's captain?" Well, clearly LeBron's captain. That makes sense mm-hmm. to me. But if we're doing it by this this <laughs> vote thing, we're like a top vote getter. It's like, well, it's really going to be hard for a guard ever. To win this. Actually, the East vote, if you break it down by by per position, so I'm dividing Giannis's votes by three and Kyrie's Mm -hmm. votes by two, nail-biter. I'm talking about a runoff. Incredibly close. Uh, It ends up that Giannis wins by about 30,000 votes. If you want to talk about, like, vibes and who gets along with who, I feel like if Kyrie was a captain, that would make for very interesting live selection. Yes. It would be. And that's the reason I think I'm kind of with you. If... Maybe we could switch it up. I don't want to see Giannis and LeBron as captains next year is what I'm saying, because I Something feel like different. if we're going to keep the live, like not live or just like pre picking yeah. by the captains, it's nice to switch it up because you, you you get to see a little bit like, okay, like who's going for who first. Well, now we got to figure last? out. Now someone has to go back through the past few all-star drafts and figure out, all right, Giannis really doesn't like this guy or, you know, like, mm-hmm. like who's friends with whom. seems like a good, um, basketball feelings assignment it, it, that you just gave I, me. I, I commission you, Katie. Please do. <laughs> please do that. So in the in the east in the front court, mm-hmm. the the player vote essentially matched the media vote, the fan vote. It wasn't controversial. The only controversy was one of the guys, uh, Giannis, Katie, Embiid, and Tatum. One of them couldn't start. Um, but as far as the rest of the player voting, here's the thing that jumped out the most to me. Uh, this is the order of the player vote: uh, Giannis, Katie. Uh, Embiid, Tatum, great. Mm-hmm. Fifth is Bam Adebayo. All right. Mm-hmm. Sixth, Pascal Siakam. Seventh, Jimmy Butler. This is all great. Eighth, we have a tie, Jared Allen and Paolo Bencaro. Mm-hmm. So Paolo Bencaro feel, to my mind, uh, extremely popular, uh, relatively. And then 10th and 11th. 10th is Julius Randle. Okay, makes sense. 11th, Bojan Bogdanovich. Is he locking down the, is it the, the, European player vote? I, I found that very, like that's ahead of Evan Mobley, ahead of Porzingis, ahead of Kuzma, ahead of a, a bunch of other guys. Miles Turner, way down in the player. Do players hate Miles Turner? I feel, like, I feel like he seems like a pretty likable and well-liked guy. 
The only thing I was going to say is maybe they don't like him because they think he's a nerd, but then that doesn't explain Jared Allen so high. But Jared Allen is Jared just like Allen a wonderful. Is, no, he is human. charismatic and lovely. Yeah. I mean, he just, yeah. So he, kind. He, he just admit like you see him yeah. on TV. I've never been around Jared Allen. I see him on TV. And I'm you like, don't this guy seems, It's hard to control yourself. Great. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he seems he seems wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about what did he just read? Oh, he just—I oh. think he—I think I just saw him. He—he he just announced he read Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. the Galaxy. Yeah. And they're like, "Did you like it?" He's like, "Yeah, it's great." Great. Anyone who's read it, it's great. Great, great book. Great yeah. book. So, I thought Miles Turner was weirdly low. That um, is kind of low. Kevin, though, Love. that might be like the Pacers effect. I feel like sometimes when guys are on teams for a long time, yeah, okay, and there's always they're always like getting talked about. Maybe there's like some subconscious, not animosity, but just like yeah. relegation. You know. So, so Kevin Love finished actually ahead of Miles Turner. He was tied for 17th with Brooke Lopez and OG Ananobi. It's just, just a recognition of, of your vets. He's getting just popular, like the, popular, yeah, the vet right. vote. So, all right. So nothing in the, in the East front court, nothing that controversial. Again, Bullion, pretty popular. I thought Miles Turner surprisingly unpopular and Paolo Bencaro ranking really high. In the East guards, this is more interesting because it wasn't a consensus of thought. The media, mm-hmm. their vote, they, they voted for nine guys. Uh, nine guys received votes from the media. Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie, Jalen Brown, uh, Halliburton, James Harden, DeMar DeRozan, Darius Garland, Jalen Brunson, Drew Holiday, and Trey Young. Mm-hmm. The player vote, kind of in that order. Um, notably, DeMar DeRozan, much more popular among players yep. than the media. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, I thought Trey Young was ranked very low. In the Eastern Conference, among players, they had him twelfth behind Zach Levine, Drew Holiday, Lamella Ball, Jalen Brunson, Darius Garland, Halliburton, and then the other like main guys. Doesn't surprise me, Keith. Personality-wise, yes. Because he too much trash talking. Is it just uh, rubs I don't know it the if wrong it's way? Just, I mean, players are very perceptive. Like this is their job, but they also understand like the the chemistry stuff and the stuff that's going on. They've seen a lot of guys get sent out of Atlanta. Yeah. That a lot of also coaches on the hot seat. Maybe yeah. that affects things. And yeah. That also, you know, players have other relationships with, Yeah, you know, I feel like, and I've never talked to a player who's like outright trash talked Trey or Atlanta, but it does feel like when they leave, there's kind of this, like uh, something's off their shoulders. Oh, interesting. But I think that's also just clarity, right? I mean, you look at someone like Kevin Herter, it's like clarity of role. You're going somewhere where there's a plan for you, and that probably feels much better. Well, um, we're gonna we're gonna mention Kevin Herter in a little bit. Yeah, he, he pops up in the Western Conference. But um, the media, I have to say, the one thing that stuck out to me in the media over the East was just like how incredibly nerdy it is because it wasn't Tatum first. How incredibly Boston it is. Yeah, yeah. Tatum Michael, was first. Michael yeah. Pina, we're looking at you. How many votes <laughs> did you get? Um, but yeah, yeah, I was that. I was kind of like, come on. Also um, among the guards in the player vote, so so Trey Young and Tyler Hero were tied for twelfth, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, that's 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 really funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I'll say it. It's like the two brats of the NBA right now, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. And I feel like uh, that is almost like heartening to me in a way because it shows that your feelings and opinions may be aligned the, with players the, that are like around them. But also, those guys did finish right ahead of Bradley Beal and hmm. Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet tied for 15th with Terry Regier. Then, uh, clocking it at 17th, Derek Rose among the players. So that's, again, like Ugh. a 
a maybe a respected veteran. A lot of good feelings. Uh, I guess so. I think the Fred, the Fred thing is probably again. Fred keeps a pretty. I can talk about that. Like Fred okay. keeps a pretty small circle. Yeah. I feel like he's got. You know, he's good friends with Demar and Kyle. Obviously, that's like through the Raptors. He's got a couple other solids, like besties, I'd say, around the league. But I think he's just like keeps to himself more. And there's that relegation thing going on. I think. People just don't think about Toronto. It's okay. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, OG and Scotty Barnes finished very, very low in the player yeah. vote as well for the front court. Um, the final thing for East Guards among the players, this is for our, all of our Sixers listeners, uh, Tyrese Maxey and Ben Simmons received the same number of player votes, which I feel like that's, that's interesting. Uh, that's kind of fun, kind of interesting. Uh, let's move to the Western Conference where... I like that, you know? Um, here, here, it's Here's nice. the thing. Uh <laughs> Obviously, the Warriors in the Western mm-hmm. Conference get tons of fan votes. Just way high in all the fan votes. Do they have BTS th- Army this year on their side? <laughs> I don't I don't the know. The South Korean vote? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, we should look into I mean, that. Maybe Austin Reeves for the Lakers did, because he finished mm-hmm. real high in, in the fan vote. But if I look at these voting results from the players in the Western Conference, both front court and back court, I think my takeaway is the players are sick of the Warriors. The Warriors finished very low <laughs> in all these votes. Um, I, you know, so I, I covered the Grizzlies and they're my favorite team. And I look at everything through a Grizzlies perspective because I'm very biased. I don't try to maintain any objectivity. Um, but it feels like lots of people, I, I get this on social media, they're like, people are, are, are done with the Grizzlies. Like they're over them. And they're cheering. It feels now like, oh, everyone's cheering against Desmond mm-hmm. Bain. They're cheering against, they hate, everyone hates Dylan Brooks. I look at these player votes Maybe my Grizzlies aren't as unpopular as I thought. Um, here, here's here's the takeaway. So let's just let's do the same format. We'll start with the the front court player vote, media vote, very very lockstep, nothing controversial. Jokic, LeBron. I mean, there's some. I guess you could get in a. I don't know. Get all worked up over Sabonis or Markkanen or Zion or Anthony Davis. I thought it was notable that Anthony Davis in the player vote finished seventh. Anthony Davis is going to start, but uh, uh um, or I mean, he's not going to start. Uh, Zion starts, but uh, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was interesting. But then uh, Jeremy Grant eighth in the player vote, Jaron Jackson Jr. ninth, Stephen Adams tenth, tied with Christian Wood. That kind of raised my eyebrow. Um, I got to scroll all the way down to nineteenth to find Andrew Wiggins, who's tied with this made this made my heart sing. Tied with Kyle Anderson, one of my favorite guys <laughs> in the NBA. So is there anything about that that you find find surprising at all? I mean, it's not that wild. I just thought I thought Wiggins was real low as far as where he finished. Um, yeah, Wiggins is low for but for the player vote that kind of makes sense to me. He's below Gobert. Okay, that's Gobert's weird, 16th. right? That's kind of weird. Everyone thinks Gobert's unpopular or something. Yeah. Gobert finished sixteenth. Um, Draymond just finished right ahead of Gobert. Uh. That it was Draymond, sense. Kawhi, 14, 15, <laughs> Gobert, 16, and then right ahead of, oh, Dylan Brooks, 17th. Dylan Brooks received more player votes than Aaron Gordon, or he tied with Aaron Gordon, but more than Andrew Wiggins, more than, uh, I don't know, DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. By the way, DeAndre Ayton received a media vote, one of seven front court players to receive a media vote. That is odd. Um, that just feels like ticking boxes, right? That's like going franchise to franchise and being like, who should oh, we could. You know, that's kind of what that feels like to me. The West is a bit more interesting, I'd say, in terms of like the player dynamics that we want to extract from this vote. 
I mean, the Draymond being low doesn't surprise me. The Warriors being kind of unpopular doesn't surprise me. I feel like there's probably also an understanding of like, you guys have been there so many times. (laughs) But we've we've seen this. I I felt like in the Eastern Conference, we saw this like recognize great players who are later in their career Mm -hmm. um, in in Kevin Love Mm -hmm. and Derek Rose. And now if I move to the West Guards, and this has all been building up to this one thing, um, Clay Thompson. Who is he? He received four total player votes. What? He's 25th among the Western Conference. That's uh, kind of shocking guards. me. I think they're sick of Clay Thompson being mean to the Grizzlies. <laughs> Dylan Brooks received 17 player votes. Clay Thompson received four. Clay Thompson's actually still good, where Kevin Love and Derrick Rose are not. Clay Thompson's still scoring 20 points a night, and players yeah. are like, nope. Not voting I for that Clay guy. Was well liked. Is there some I kind of agenda against too. him? People are like, he's on his boat too much. We hate boats. I don't know. He finished That's very way strange. behind Desmond Bain in the player vote. I mean, Bain like Bain behind very, Jose Alvarado seems like a likable. Behind guy. Kevin Herter again seems like Herter? a very likable. Am I supposed to go a huh? It's Herter. Herter. You got it. Just yeah. Herter. Herter. Hort? How else? It's not a Herter. <laughs> I feel like is it H W uh, pronounced Herder, H U whom Herder? Or I guess you could. Like, there's a difference between hurt and who, hmm. right? The, the H sounds. You're right. kind of like doing something in the back of your throat with the U, but it's not Germanic. I'm, not, I'm no order, but I feel like yeah. there is a, a pronunciation subtlety. I'd say you our order is your job, Keith. So and I'm, I don't. I'm terrible at it. It's unbelievable <laughs> how how bad I am at speaking. The uh, West is weird, right? I it's guess there's weird. more egos there. There's like bigger guys there, more egos, probably a little bit more, I don't know, touchiness, latent yeah. uh, leftover feelings from bad things. I mean, I was going to say like it might be a case where the most neutral gets the most votes, but then Kawhi is right in the middle. He's yeah. pure neutral. The, the, the West guard votes, the top four, Luca, Steph, Ja, Shea Gilders, Alexander. That's the same. Those are the only four players who received media votes. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, Dame Lillard and De'Aaron Fox tied among the players at fifth. Devin Booker, seventh. Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards, eighth. All this mm-hmm. seems normal, not controversial. Desmond Bain is ninth, tied for ninth with Spencer Dinwiddie. Maybe Spencer okay. Dinwiddie, a little bit popular. That seems a, a t- tiny bit high. Then I'm surprised s- because I feel like he probably, people might be mad at him because he took a lot of money from them for crypto. <laughs> and NFT. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he's talking about. A little, little bitterness over yeah. some crypto investments. You that, lost that, me some money on an ape, you know? That, that, yeah, that's that's a good point. And then we get then we get Anthony Simons, Josh Giddy. Not uh, surprising. D'Angelo Russell, 14th. Now we start getting some weird ones. The 15th, we have three players tied. Jose Alvarado, which again is an eyebrow raiser. Uh, he seems fun, seems likable. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's liked. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, Jamal Murray there. And then we get Chris Paul and Kevin Herter. And uh, and and then, as you dig deeper down into it, you, you got Buddy Heald, Gary Trent. Oh, I, oh I, I switched my streams. I jumped over to the East. Prophesizing, maybe. Yeah. And then you cross over, you, you get Jordan Poole. You get Kevin Porter Jr. Contavious Caldwell Pope. All of these people, before you get down to Clay Thompson, who's tied with... Nikhail Alexander Walker wow. and Ochai Agbaji. Good for Nikhail. <laughs> yeah. 
So I uh-huh. take away from this that people are done with Clay. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I thought he's a nice guy to be around. I thought players like him. They're like, he is weirdly obsessed with his Grizzlies team and he's got to quit. Why does he talk about them all the time? They don't <laughs> like him. Pretty sure he only talks about them when they ask him about them. No? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, he's, he, he's always telling me things I don't know about the Grizzlies. That's all I know. He's okay. like, he's like, oh, this this tweet happened. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Oh, so he's got, yeah, he's got some notifications. So that go, I think, I think he has, I think that, I think they have a guy who 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 combs the internet for tweets and, and and hands it to him. There's no way they find these on their own. There's no way that they've just gone about their natural day and found and found some of these things. Yeah, there's some of them are deep. I bet they're um, mine. They're mining for motivation. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Uh, I feel like you can tell where these drop into teammates. Just voting for one person rather than like the NBA organizing for their in their voting structure. Right. right. Maybe they need to organize a little bit more. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you think the Warriors so other other teams have like a have like a voting strategy Mm -hmm. where they're mobilizing. They're like, listen, guys, let's throw our weight behind Boyan Bogdanovich. Let's just do it. He's been great for us. He's been buying all our team dinners. The Euro vote, as you said. Let's just yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the voting blocks, much like probably much like the K pop. Like uh this is uh in a, a little aberration on the results mm-hmm. like that's oh, a little little high and so maybe the warriors they're so done like we guys have all been all-stars we're not organizing my vote this year i'm throwing my weight behind um Nikhil alexander walker I, I just want to give him uh, a little a little bit of recognition so yeah i feel like there's definitely like a glancing over like nope when they see a warriors player name there <laughs> you know just like forget it what yeah. i was gonna say was i don't mean prank in a mean way i would yeah. love to see it like a prank vote where they there's just like someone who's so well liked, but is not going to make it into the All Star game, but like well liked by their peers that they vote for that person to get in the game. I'm trying to find who would be like the lowest. I mean, honestly, Kyle Anderson racking up like eight votes just makes me makes me really happy. I mean, Alvarado, <laughs> Alvarado getting nine, uh, impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like that. Patrick Beverly he received uh, two. Good job, it's Patrick Beverly. Surprising. Um, before More than chat, I would have expected. Before we get you out of here, Katie, uh, let, <laughs> let's t- real, talk real, brief- real briefly about uh, the Toronto Raptors, who are at a weird mm-hmm. spot. They are underperforming their expectations, and uh, with the trade deadline approaching, it seems like they could maybe do a lot of things or also do uh, very little things. What uh, What's going <laughs> on with the Raptors <laughs> in brief, and then what do you think uh, is the best plan forward for them? You know, at first I thought, oh, this isn't like a big um, existential problem, but now, and that was two months ago, and then they kind of continued this downward slide, and I feel like it is something existential, right? On paper, it's the same team. There's a lot of reasons why they, there's no reasons, rather, why they shouldn't be yeah. working yeah. Uh, compared to the team that they were last season, especially because you assume there's like much more experience under like Scotty Barnes' belt, Gary Trent Jr., Precious Achua, um, you know, the guys that they recently brought on, but it hasn't been that way. I don't know what's going to happen. I will say that I am like, uh, I am 100% on the fence in terms of will they do anything? You know, like the front office isn't really one to rush, but I also think they can be quite cutthroat when they realize that the temperature is sort of in their favor. Right. And you've got pretty much every team circling around Oji Ananobi. Fred just fired his representation. I saw today he just signed with Clutch. Um, so that's four Raptors that now are with Clutch. Um, so that makes that to me signals like 
he wasn't happy with the deals that his agent and the team were sort of talking about. And he wants to start from scratch. Yeah. I don't know if that means he's at the door. His contract is up this summer. Other actors, I suppose it would be smarter for them to do something with him now than wait for him to leave for nothing in the summer. Gary Trent Jr., his name has been floated a lot. To me, that doesn't really make sense because you're going to trade away your only like shooter. That's what you brought him on for. The Raptors shooting is horrendous this season. Right. Yeah. Um, some of that's been like droughts, and maybe presumably that comes back, like with someone like Fred or OG, even with Scotty. Precious is back. They look really good against the Kings the other night, but I do feel like that's the Raptor ceiling this season. And so, like, with that in mind, I'm kind of like, what are you trading for? Right. Like you're trading for hopefully you get some good talent back that can get you how far in the playoffs, probably only like a first round exit, which is what they were looking at anyway, well, if they if, were playing. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if they make a move, my assumption is if they make a move that hmm. just says that's a full embrace of, we definitely don't want to make the playoffs. We, we yeah. want to throw our hat in the ring of, right. of the, we, we want, we want to get our, our seven to 12% shot at a top four pick. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's why you would trade your possible only shooter with, you know, Gary Trent Jr. If he can yeah. opt out of his deal and then, you know, like if he's going to, all right, so just if we can get anything for him. The, and you get some picks back maybe. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, and with the Fred Van Vliet thing, it does, like one of the teams that makes sense to me is if you could work out something with the Clippers where it does seem like if maybe they have salaries they can match, they can send back whatever, Luke Kennard and Robert Covington and like – for then it becomes like, what's the cost? Like this is a guy mm-hmm. who's beloved uh, in, in Toronto and he's a good player, but like, is, and is that worth like an okay player and like the 2028 first rounder that the Clippers can attach. And that's where mm-hmm. it gets, that's where the calculus gets hard. I think for front offices to be like, like, I feel like they, they made the right decision with Kyle Lowry, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. That worked out great. Yeah. I think um, you had to honor. Yeah. You had to honor his career and everything. I think that he meant to the franchise and you know, I don't think that was much of a head scratcher as to like why he left when he did and the, like the return of it, which was really nothing because Goran <laughs> Dragic hated Toronto so much. But I mean, you would rather have, you, you would rather have precious. I think. Yes. Then, uh, then still be paying yeah, Kyle sorry. Lowry I his totally current contract. About precious yeah. who is actually one of my favorite players on this team. Um, yeah. And like, look what's happened there. So that's great. But yeah. They have a lot of cap space. I was kind of intrigued to see. So that's why yeah. I'm kind of like, are they waiting for the summer to take a big swing when more we've, you've ostensibly well, you know who's got a free more guys in the summer, right? Who? Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Canadian homecoming. Come on. It could, it could be. <laughs> it could be. But he loves being a Grizzly Keith. He does. He does. He loves it so much. His um, only good game in the last like six weeks was it was in Toronto. So. Yeah, and he really talked. <laughs> he was he like was amazing. Was. Yeah, oh, well, well, that's like, his thing. <laughs> I know, I know. I love that about him. Um, that's why the players love him, Katie. It's, it's true. That's why he got so high in the so, player. So vote. many votes. Yeah, I think they're in a bit of a predicament. There's like definitely some tension with the team. I will say this is like not that every team has to be like best friends. Like they can definitely just be collegial. But I do think this is the first Raptors team in some time where. There's this real sense that like they don't really talk to each other. I'm sure some guys kind of hang out, but yeah. Um, it, there's there's something sort of missing. Maybe that's because so much has been up in the air for such a long time now that's going to wear on guys. But um, there is a feeling. I do feel like some people want out. Not because it's like so toxic and so bad, but just maybe because there's no necessary plan 
Yeah. What's going to happen to like so many guys who are at almost the exact same point in their careers, right? Which is the entire core of the team. Can you can you poke holes in this joke I've been doing for a while? Let's where, see. Um, <laughs> I think I mentioned this to you before when you were on. My theory on Nick Nurse was like, there's no way this is going to last where people like being around him. And again, I've never been around the guy. This is purely based on him bringing a, a guitar, guitar with him yeah. where he goes places and wearing his branded hats. Like he was a rookie coach wearing Nick Nurse hats. And I'm like, <laughs> there's no way that there's no way that guy's fun to be around. That's just like my joke from afar. And now I look at like, hey, why is this team underperforming? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's a cliche to always be like, well, maybe the coach is a problem. And now I'm like, that Nick Nurse thing is coming home to roost. He was given too much too soon, too much power. Now uh, it's kind of wearing out. Or he's burning out. I mean, you're not way off base. I don't think that's like such an outsized thing, like joke, joke quote to make. I also look at things like they've lost a lot of assistant coaches oh, yeah. in the last like three seasons three to five seasons, right? There's been a real talent train. And I think you're seeing the effects of that and like some of their offensive deficiencies, you know, like the half court's a mess. Things just like, that's not, and I, I understand like Nick Nurse says, that's not where their priority is as a team, their defensive team, sure. But like, even that was kind of out the window for a while this season. So when both things aren't working, you do have to look at coaching and you do yeah. have to look at like, who are you retaining? And then like, if you can't go out and get players, like, can you go out and get, some coaches that will, you know, help you freshen things up in there, you know, add a little bit of pep and liveliness to the locker room. (laughs) It's, it's also very anecdotal, but there was one game, I can't remember who they were playing, but they lost a close game where there was a timeout called on a four on five. Like they had a fast break basically. And and Nick Nurse called a timeout in the final two minutes to set up a play. And then uh, on the play they set up, there was a jump ball called and Nick Nurse calls a timeout to challenge a jump ball. You can't challenge a jump ball. So he so he burned his final timeout on that, and there was, was that a, the Knicks game. I feel there was like a bit that, of a controversy. Yeah. yeah, it was very yeah. recent. But there was a controversy where like maybe the officials could have given him a taxi backsy. Where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, listen, I, I can't challenge it. Give me my timeout back. But the officials were like, this game has been stopped for too long. You have to, you know. But I was like, you're a coach. How do you not know the rules and what you can challenge? And that was like, yeah. this man overcoached the end of that game, and it felt like a painful thing. Again, I don't watch every Raptors game. No. That, I, but again, I think it's like a good tiny, um, you could take that example and expand it out over the team, right? There's a real yeah. lack of consistency with things and coaching is certainly one of them. So I don't know that they're like, we're going to fire the coach because I'm also, I don't know how often that actually works. Yeah. Uh, but I do think in terms of like, what are you building here? You know, like what is your supporting staff? Who are the people who usually coach the players more? Like, what are they doing? And like, what's, What's their MO? Because I don't really know what Nick Nurses is all the time. That's fine. It's not up to yep. me. But I I also like again, I really wouldn't be shocked if they don't do anything. So I'm not trying to get anybody's. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could they, they could certainly I mean honestly, if they don't do anything, they still might end up uh, pretty high in the lottery. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so there's also and then you still have the option of keeping these good players, you know, for for whatever. Or if comes they next. don't do anything, there's a chance that they end up exactly where they would have in the playoffs, right? Yeah. They could still get like the gap in the east isn't is isn't as big as it is in the west in terms of like the middle. Yeah. Um, like you know, teams are pulling away. But ostensibly, if they'd like turn it around a little bit, they could still wind up in the play in or like a lower kind of playoff berth. So yep. that's why I'm like, what are you going to do trades for if nothing drastically is going to change? Yeah, that makes sense. 
Well, Katie, thanks a bunch. Always a pleasure talking with you. And I uh, look forward to the next time you come on. Thanks, buddy. Love doing NBA Gossip Girl with you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Katie. (laughs) All right. Thanks to Katie for coming on. You can subscribe to her Substack at basketballfeelings.substack.com. Don't miss the next Grizzlies watch party in Nashville, hosted by me and John and Chuck. We will be at Nobles Beer Hall this coming Thursday night at 6.30 for a big Grizzlies against the Cavaliers game. Going to be giving away prizes and having a good old time. So come to Nobles Beer Hall on February 2nd, Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Early tip. We will see you there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Grits and Grinds YouTube channel. You can follow me on Twitter at FastBreakBreak. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being TNG. Fan break, break, man. You understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.